What up everybody, Dustin and David here from the Rugged Arts, welcoming you back to another fun and exciting episode. Thanks for tuning in today and choosing to spend a little bit of your time here with us. So, without further ado, this is the Rugged Arts. Bro. Yeah? Guess what I did this week? Um, played with a shaft. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many innuendos in archery, and this is supposed to be a family-oriented, semi-family-oriented podcast, so let's... So let's, yes, that's let's, what you did. Let's calm down a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, so on, I think it was Wednesday night, I went and shot... And my score with my regular size shafts, my arrows, okay, uh, my standard arrow shafts, uh, was 276, which is like 10 points less than what I was doing, almost. And and then I shot again on Friday, and it, w- it went down another like 10 points, and I was just like, man, I wasn't like getting comfortable. I realized what I was doing wrong now, uh, as far as like I was keeping my grip on the, the bow hand, which is my left hand. It was just too tense. I wasn't allowing myself to relax. And so that was like causing me to throw the arrow. Adding a lot of torque and tension into it. Yeah, I was putting torque in the bow, yeah. Um, And then the other thing is I'm shooting that thumb button. Yeah, that's new to you, isn't it? The Carter Target 3, yeah, which I really like shooting it. uh, But because I'm new to it, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, like keeping the hand open... Uh, versus close changes basically my draw length and my anchor right and so I noticed that like if my hand is open and I'm trying to keep like the back of my hand against my face uh, it it makes the draw length feel super long and I can't I can't bring the string up to my the the corner of my mouth and my nose like I I normally do And then if I close the hand all the way to like, you know, like baseball it almost, right? Then it shortens it up too much. So I'm trying to find like that happy medium. Well, yeah, and and trying to find a happy medium is hard because, you know, when you're either fully extended or fully closed, it's repeatable. Somewhere in the middle is going to vary a little bit every shot. Is it enough to throw off your shot? I don't know, but it will vary. Yeah, so I might have to adjust my draw length. Or something a little bit, maybe make the D loop a little longer, so I can go full open or fully closed, and I don't have to try and find that middle point that I have to try and repeat every time. You know what I'm saying? But my point is, is I wasn't allowing myself to relax and get comfortable, and so it was really affecting my shot, right? On a three yeah. face or a three spot, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that shoots what? 300 points for total? it's 300 total points because you shoot 10 ends of three, yeah. so. Um, I was like very kind of upset with myself. So what I did was, so I have that target bow. I keep my Hoyt and my Matthews in the same case because it's a double bow case. Mm-hmm. So I had all my target arrows in there, the Magnums, the Black Eagle Magnums. They're a 27 series shaft. And they don't make them anymore, by the way. They make a PS 27. But the point is, is I thought, oh, I wonder if I can shoot these out of my Hoyt. Right, because they're actually a little longer. They were set up for a 29-inch draw. Yeah. So I was like, oh, man. So I f- quickly figured out what my poundage was on my bow, and I looked at the spine chart for Black Eagle arrows, and sure enough, yeah, it was safe. I could do it without injury. Okay. Right? Um, 
So I did it, made some little adjustments, you know, to like tune it to the tune the bow to the or the sight to the arrows that I'm shooting because they're heavier, sure. right? And uh, it made a huge difference. Really? Now, granted, I was trying a little harder. I'd realized what my grip issues were, and so that improved my shot as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I went from a 266 to a 285, and I only had two eights. The 19-point swing, just switching your arrows, That's might stick with those arrows. I'm definitely sticking with the arrows for a three-spot shoot, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I would go back to your release issue, though, is because that's a new release, you're still finding your groove with that, and we all know that, you know, the release is, being comfortable with your release is critical. I don't know that it actually matters what release you're using, so much as that you're familiar with it, you're comfortable with it, and it doesn't, you know... You're just familiar with it. Yeah, sure. Um, I agree. Now, it's interesting. You were talking about drawing you know, drawing back and not being able to get your anchor quite the way you like it because it was either stretched out or too short. And uh, when I switched from a wrist release to a thumb button, I had to actually get rid of that because I had the same problem. I kept trying to find my typical on-my-jaw spot that I was using with my hand, you know, mm-hmm. with my wrist release, and it doesn't work that way. So I used, um, when I hold my my thumb button in my hand, I actually pull my finger, my thumb over to my um, middle finger, and I hold it there as a reminder that, you know, <laughs> this thing can go flying. Don't let, don't relax yet. Yeah. So once I get to full draw, I'll bring the string up to the corner of my lip and the tip of my nose, and, and I'll find my anchor kind of that way through the string touching. And once that's there... Then I'll, you know, let my thumb loose and straighten the back of my hand out so it's no longer, like you said, a, a holding the baseball. It's just, you know, back of my hand straight. And that's when I start to engage my back muscles and the pull-through on my shot. Um, and this way, we the anchor point's set. I can relax that hand. I can pull back. I can feel free mentally to start movement in my, you know, shoulder, back, etc. Sure. So, I'm just saying, with time, man, you're going to watch that store, score creep up just as you get comfortable with the release. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm definitely trying to get comfortable with uh, the release. And I, I shot those fatties, as I like to call them, because they're <laughs> just the fattest shaft on the market. Mm-hmm. And purely out of curiosity. Well, them fat chaps will grab you a few points anyway. Just Yo, <laughs> I had a couple inside outs with them. I was uh-huh. like, what? I couldn't believe... Like, there's not a whole lot of wiggle room on either side of the arrow when you inside out a 27 series shaft, but y- it can be done. I mean, obviously, there's well, pros to do it. Anything but, can be done, but yeah, it's cool I when was you're like, the one that does it. Dang. Yeah, so that post on IG that I did, yeah, yeah. that was with a standard shaft on Friday. That was a standard? Mm-hmm. That, that, that center was, yeah, punch. you couldn't get any center in that. The whole, the whole spider was gone. <laughs> yeah. The whole X was disappeared. That was nice, man. That was a good shot. I need to get yeah, out. that one shot out of 30 was amazing. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to point out. I was looking at the rest of your hits out there in the 8 and far out in the 9. I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to say anything about it. Well, that's why alone. I made the comment. I need more of this in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's man. funny. So, uh, with that said, man, we are five days away. Do you know what we're five days away from? Have you forgotten already? I've already forgotten. 
Iron Amos. Next weekend is Iron Amos, yep. bro. I know it. I'm, I'm super ready. stoked. I'm not ready either, but I'm stoked. <laughs> I'm dialed at like 20. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, you know, after I change my arrows over for, you know, they're a little bit lighter, a little bit shorter, faster. It's just, I haven't, I, I mean, it's, it's all there. It's all roughed in. It's just not as, I'm not confident in it is what it is. Right. The last event I went out to, uh, you know, I went out to the flat range and, Put two at 20, okay, they hit the mark. Stepped over to 30, all right. They were a fuzz high, adjust it, throw one. Okay, it's in the right spot. Could have been a drift, could have been an arm drop, but it was in the right spot. Right. You know, and I did that all the way out to 60, and they're and they about in the right place. But again, I'd like to throw a volley down there. I'd like to throw, put some consistency down there and make sure that it wasn't just, I don't know. Kentucky windage getting a few of those in there but it'll be fun either way I mean, yeah I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm definitely going to shoot my true ball execute my mm-hmm. you know my wrist rocket really yes and I'm going to uh, do it because yeah. uh, that's what I'm confident in don't do it I'm used to it and I know that I can get it dialed in super quick you're already set up with the other one. You've been shooting it for a little while, and it, you, I don't know. When it comes to releases, sometimes you got to take a hit on one or two shoots. But I tell you, man, you get out there with that thing, you're gonna really appreciate that you stuck with it because it's just. I think they shoot better. I think they're more friendly for people like us who are studying back tension and you know shot process. And there's always that first shoot or two where you're like, oh, maybe I should keep going back to my favorite. No. You switched for a reason. Stick with it. That's my two cents. You can do what you want, but that's right. my two cents. Yeah. In other news, guess what? Uh, wow, guess no what? Segways. I was able to figure out. No, no, no. Today I'm going to use your Segway. Not oh, nice. You know, the, like the non-existent one. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's still bow related, though. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, my target bow. Yeah. Okay. The mods are uh, in. Tell me the mods are in. The mods are not in. Jesus. <laughs> You're killing me, so, Pauls. Uh, you know what I did? Mm. I reached out to the guy that I bought the bow from to see if he had any mods. And he does. Nice. But the difference is that he's got the M, the letter M mod for the uh, Matthews Halon Comp X, or X Comp, which, um, Comp X. I don't know. I always get them confused. What? doesn't matter. The bow. Six and one half a dozen the other. Yeah. Uh, there's a letter L and a letter M. The M is for a 26-inch draw. Mm-hmm. The L is for a 26 and a half. So I don't know if the half-inch difference is going to be a big deal or not. And these ones are 75% let off, not 85% let off. Ooh, that's better. So, you know, it's a, it's like, I, so, but check this out. I asked Donovan, how much do you want for him? And out of the goodness of his heart, he said nothing. Wow. So I'm like, sweet. I asked him if he, you know, could mail him out because he lives down by the border of Washington. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think he's mailing them out. Nice. Um, So hopefully I'll have mods soon. We'll Well, see. And you were saying that with the, when you stretch out your grip on your true ball or your uh, thumb, you might. That might take care of that half-inch discrepancy. That might. Yeah. And, you know, for not having to paint. Now, I, I will say this. He's not charging me anything, 
But I'm going to make it up to him. Oh, yeah. Because, first of all, he could have charged me, like, retail for him. Because they look brand new. Right. Um, and they probably got low miles on them. Well, you're going to see him at the shoots. He still shoots with his daughter, doesn't he? Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know if he does or not. Um, so I don't know if I'll see him at the shoots. Yeah. Yeah. And he lives way down, like, by past, like, Vader, past Vader. Mm-hmm. Where's he? I can't remember the name of the city where he lives, but that's not important. I don't need to give that away. Um, but he lives, like, basically on the Columbia River. Right. And that's a deep drive. <laughs> Even just to get to, you know, Lacey. Because yeah. I, I told him, you know, when the opening was happening, because I bought the boat two days before op- the grand opening, you know, April right. 10th. So, anyways... Um, yeah, so that's kind of what's going on right now. I'm also super stoked that I was able to hook up with, you know, Eddie Blankenship? Yeah. He's going to be my partner at Top Pin. Ooh. Yep. We're going to shoot partners or team. Yeah. In the pro class, open pro class at Top Pin. Well, yeah, we kind of glazed right over that. Uh, you're going to Top Pin. I am. I am That's... already paid. I'm going <laughs> by myself or with a partner, and Eddie is going. And Ryan Black was kind enough to say, why don't you guys just shoot together? And we were like, that makes sense. So it's, I didn't know you could shoot teams. Is that a it, category, or how does that work? Yeah, so there is a little strategy, right? you got to think about it this way. So you have to be participating in the class as a pro to sh- uh, or as a, a, a okay I'm saying this wrong <laughs> let me say this over again you have a pro class and you have we'll just say a novice class a non-pro an amateur class okay you can shoot teams in the amateur class mm-hmm. you can shoot teams in the pro class but the two team members have to be in the same class oh, okay that makes sense okay shooting as a team is an additional $50. Is there any greater prize or any reward, any higher reward for a team? I don't I don't know. And are you combining your score because you're running as a team? It's the best of two arrows. Wait, out of the two shooters? Out of the two shooters. So if you and I, for instance, are shooting target 10, okay? Now oh, here's the strategy side of it, right? Because you're already participating as a single. Right. Okay, so you have to make a choice. Do you want to participate as a single and try and make the podium as a single? Or is your score as a team more important to podium as a team? Oh, that's that's rough, man. You know I mean, what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's the best of... with the. <laughs> it's going to be some high scores on teams if it's a best of two arrows. Because, you know, like... You and I shoot, you know, pretty close together on most shots. Sure. You know, on and a known course, yeah. On a, yeah, right. And so I would imagine that, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm just thinking, stuttering here because I'm thinking of all the times we've gone shooting together and we don't normally have both of us out in an eight or a five or, no. you know, usually one of us is in there, 10 or an X, if the other one's out. Right. So let's talk about that for a second because. The, the 10 ring is rather large. Huh. Even on a turkey, it's small, 
but they're not sticking the turkey at 70 yards. What a good point. You know what I'm saying? So even though the 10 ring on a turkey might be, let's say, three inches across, yeah, it's generally not farther than 30 yards. Right. Okay. So if you're coming up on a turkey, you're going to shoot 10, and there's going to be probably a 12 because in this top pin event at uh, Silver Mountain in Idaho, um, the 12s and 14s are in play. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be colored per se. No, they're probably like, not colored. Like Tacoma did, no, but uh, they are in play. So you have to decide who's going to shoot the 12. Who's shooting better that day? Who's going to go for the 12, or who's going to shoot the 14? Because at some point you're going to need to shoot the 14, or at least yeah, try yeah. for it. Which means you hit it 14. If you miss eight or five. I think if you're shooting in the, quote, amateur class or just not pro class, uh, I'm not sure how much you need to worry about the 14. I think if you just concentrate on getting that center shot on a 12, you're probably doing just fine if you're a solid shooter, you know. Sure. But, yeah, I think once you jump into the pro category and you're up against freestyles with, you know, I'm going to move my sight to 37 and a half yards with a, you know, four or six power lens on there, you know, they can get really dialed in on a on a 14 so if it's a you know if it's a shot that's 25 30 yards or under bet most of those pros are shooting for 14 you know sure depending on the target of course 40 yards or closer they're probably going for a 14 you think 40 or under oh, dude i've watched tons of uh asa 3d events and they on the shoot down now granted the shoot down is not like the regular course but the shoot down's for the podium right, right? So if I want to make the podium in the shoot down, I got to be somewhat strategic in how I shoot. But depending on my position amongst those other shooters, I might have to play aggressive and try for every 14 I can. True. Right? And those targets are going to be anywhere from, they're usually like 20 yards to all the way out to 50. So some guys, not all of them, but some guys try for the 14 on the deer or the badger. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody go for a 14 on badger at 50 yards. But man, they'll they'll try for they'll try for that 14 quite often. Well, they, you know, it's interesting too because you're talking about strategies for how to shoot targets, you know. And of course, I'm of the opinion that I'm going to I'm not going to come up with something until I'm staring at it, right? Sure. You know, I'm not going to. But I've heard people talk about, you know, no, I'm going to shoot if it's under if it's 30 or under, automatic 14 attempt. Doesn't matter what the target is. And that's just their mental thing. It's where they say, all right, I don't want to make a decision while I'm there. My decision is I'm going for 14 because I'm playing the odds that I'm going to be on it more than I'm off of it, and it's going to play out in my favor. Sure. I don't know that's a great method, but it's a method. I, I mean, like you're saying, I think there's a lot of variables uh, that go into deciding 12, 14, you know, whatever the case may be lighting may be uh, an issue and oddly enough i'm having a hard time finding a video of uh top pins uh, archery event at silver mountain like you know all 20 targets from a shooter's perspective or you know their their buddy mm-hmm. you can find almost any 3d event online these days um especially if it's uh, I don't want to say sanctioned, but if it's a popular event, right? You know, 
but has there's no most likely going to be uh, a video. I can't find one. No, I take that back. I found one, and it's of this couple on a gondola lift, because there's like three that you have to take to get to the top. Which is just awesome. It, it is awesome. Um, which will bring me to another point here in a second, but uh, you could see kind of like one of the courses the way it's laid out. It's it's similar to the Northwest Mountain Challenge. Like You're going to walk this mountain and shoot these different targets in these different settings, real-life type settings, right? Um, and so you're going to have the shadows from the trees where the 14 might not be very visible sure. or the 12 is not very visible or whatever the case may be. So right. that's going to definitely play into the, the, the strategy process as well. So, were you saying that there's nothing out on video? Are you going to attempt to film it? I might try and film stuff if I, you know, because I've got a partner. Yeah. So, I got somebody to hold my camera. I would say, honestly, that, you know, we found this from our own experience of shooting 3Ds that watching people take the actual shot isn't all that fun. <laughs> this is in Hollywood. We're not running, you know, a, a camera on a, on a line down to the target to make it look like you just shot it you know it, we can't do that we can't go down range and put target you know cameras, cameras on, on targets, targets yeah. and things and link it so so what i would say is cover as much of what it's about as possible right so go up there and you know get lots of film of the vendors and the registration the rules the mm -hmm. you know camaraderie what the nightlife is like um Things, Absolutely. Things of that nature. You know, things of that nature. Uh, you know, taking shots as you're going up the gondola, trying to get the whole course as an overview. Some things like that. That, I think, people might be really interested in watching versus, you know, some of our past videos. Oh, look, right. Well, I mean, our, our Bonanza videos aren't yeah, that bad. I mean, No, they're not bad. I'm just saying. We, but I hear you. I mean, watching somebody, like, take a shot at a target that's 30 yards away and barely visible on the camera is is not fun. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, it's not. And mostly what I have found is that, like, I'm not watching necessarily a 3D archery video to see every target that's being shot at. That might be why I watch, like, a Bo Junkie Media uh, pot, or, uh, um, uh, video from an ASA event because I want to see how the professional is shooting a target and you know yeah. what their outcome was. That's a different situation. But I think most of the time I just want to know exactly what you're talking about. Like what's the layout of the the uh, uh, vendor situation at the base camp, um, you know, like or the bottom of the mountain. What's the process for like picking up your packet, you know, things like that. Where's the flat range? Like do people actually go and, and practice um, which they do. Of course. Uh, but you don't see a whole lot of that. Usually what you see is like total archery challenge or Northwest mountain challenge. People are like trying to shoot a caribou at 103 yards for a truck. Yeah. Which is cool. Don't get me wrong. You better bring some money for that. By the way. I'm not doing that at all. Like I watched Chris be real. Yeah. Just win his second truck. Did he win his second one? Dude. Jeez. Yeah, but he shot like 30 arrows at $15 an arrow. Yeah, but he won a truck. Yeah, he he did, but he had to get four tickets into this like folder of other tickets, and they place it on a target and shoot an arrow at this random folder of of tickets that you can't see where the tickets are. 
So he luckily won the truck. It's not like he hit it and they were like, oh, you know, confetti fell from the heavens. Here's your new truck. <laughs> no, he, he, he spent a lot of money to, uh, you know, buy four tickets, essentially, to uh-huh. put into this pot. And luckily, odds were, you know, on his side because he had four tickets. Most people probably only had one. Well, and there's not very many people in that packet because it's like no. 115 no. yards. If you And you're shooting at like... It's like a what a four inch dot or something like that. At the time of the video, I think they only had thirty three tickets. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, that's not a lot of tickets. Not a lot of tickets. Your uh-uh. odds are decent. Yeah, they um, are. And I actually saw one of uh, his his videos where he was talking about that. He's like, "No, I set aside money just for this." Yeah. You know, just to have a chance to get at this truck because. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at the you know it's a. Eighty thousand dollar truck, sixty thousand dollar truck, or whatever it is, you know. Right. Uh, what's well, a few hundred dollars? You know. <laughs> or or what's yeah? What's five hundred bucks? Right. If you walk away bucks. with a truck, what's five six hundred bucks? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's uh, I'm not doing that. No. I, I might spend if there's something like that. I might spend fifteen dollars for one arrow, and if I get lucky, <laughs> man, I'll give it my all, my best effort. But let's let's be real. There's gonna be a whole lot of luck involved if I hit it and win it. So no, I'm telling you right now, nothing more than you go out. I've, we're out uh, here. We go again. Bonanza again. Uh, a couple years back, and they had a hundred and hundred five or a hundred and ten yard shot. Right? I'm not a hundred percent sure because yeah, you're the... shooting their hundred yard target, but you were shooting it diagonally across the range. You added some yardage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had you know little. Was it the balloons? Yeah, fifth size or maybe double that, you know, size balloon. Yeah, like a six-inch balloon. Yeah. Now, with me, I've got a six-pin fixed sight. Sure. Or five-pin fixed sight. You know, I can go out to 60 yards. So I'm, let's see here. It's the top of the target, and then we're going to add another size, you know, another sight housing. And I'm up somewhere at the treetop into the clouds, you know, <laughs> right. is what I'm looking at, you know, right. so it's just get on it, raise it straight up and let it ride. And when you get, well, I remember my first arrow went down there and, and slapped the side of that, but like it hit and the arrow wiggling hit the balloon. <laughs> Give me another shot. Dang it. You know, you start dropping money down. I think I bought six arrows and hit four or five, four balloons. I thought that was pretty good. That is pretty cool. I mean, any six-inch target at a hundred yards with an arrow, right? What a stick is, and a string is pretty impressive when you think about that as like less than one inch MOA. What's an MOA? A minute of angle. Oh, you know, yeah, so yeah, like yeah, a yeah, spread, sorry. like so. I'm used you, to reading it. A <laughs> hundred yards would be a ten-inch, you know, spread essentially. Yeah. Would be your acceptable for archery standards. Like that would be a respectable. You can land it. Repetitive, repetitively and have a 10 inch group that would be that yeah. would be pretty pretty awesome especially if it's consistent you know mm-hmm. um, yeah so you're doing that and then we as a group are doing Iron Amos mm-hmm. which we're going to try to film I mean we'll do what we what we, we'll what we can what we do, we'll do yeah. what we do you know uh, I think it'll be fun um, I'm trying to get Bloss to go Oh yeah, that'd be easy. Yeah, he would have a blast. Cause he's not done one. Have you ever noticed that? Bloss with a T is blast. Ah. <laughs> Anyways, you gotta hand him a tea when it like yeah, a tea the, drink. 
You gotta yeah, hand right. them one when you get there. Or, like... Yeah, or a cut out of a T. Like, here go. you go. Just, <laughs> just put this on the end of your name. Um, God, he's gonna unfriend us. Um, <laughs> in real no, life. No, <laughs> but he he is a he he's a, he's a fun guy to hang out with. I enjoy hanging out with him at what? the range. Sometimes I call them on my way home. Him and or not call him. I text him and uh, Ryan, mm-hmm. and we shoot at Archery World after nice. work. Nice. Yeah, like once or twice a week. Yeah, because so. he's like two seconds from there. So. He's like two minutes. Yeah. Two minutes. Yep. He could drive blindfolded. Oh, that's terrifying. Home. Um, well, yeah, no, bring him. That'd be awesome. I was thinking about, uh, I haven't reached out to him yet, but I want to bring Tate along because we haven't shot with him in ages. Tate? Mm-hmm. Which one's Tate? Just the guy you used to always shoot with before you came along and oh, started right. cheating on him with you. That's the guy you were <laughs> shooting with the day we met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And I was wearing my moccasins and you were like, yep. what is that on your feet? Hell? Yeah, exactly. And you were like, huh, I could feel you watching me shoot and like a shot. And and you were like, I could have swore I heard, huh. And, <laughs> I, and I was like, well, he was either impressed or he wasn't. And I think it was like a moment of astonishment because like I hit the target and it was actually a decent shot. And you're like, wow, okay, whatever works. Guy can play. All right. All right. Yeah. Because remember I had my Cobra release and I yeah. had confangled a leather like strap that would like actually... You know, I had to like lace almost, that like, sucker up like a like stiletto a, heel or a something. Gauntlet or a, or a, yeah. a bracer with of leather, and it's all this leather strapping going around yep. it, and, around. Mm-hmm. and then he's got this little archery, you know, release head dangling off this thing. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. What was it else you were doing? You had your moccasins on. I looked like a homemade crazy man. Yeah, you had a lot of leather stuff on, like pouches. Yeah, I had a homemade quiver. Yep. 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 And you were like, yeah, it's like my first or second event or something like that. Like, you hadn't shot very many, you know. And we're like, yeah, man, come on. Because I think you were shooting by yourself, weren't you? I had some ragtag stabilizer I bought off Craigslist from this yes. guy who made him out of PVC and wrapped him in fake yes. carbon fiber. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I I know I looked like a total goofball. Yeah, because when you pulled up with that, man. And I was shooting threw a bear that bow down. Yep. I'm like, oh, this will be fun. You know. Yeah, but you drilled it if I remember correctly, and it was I got close. Yeah, it wasn't the dirt in the tin ring, you know. But yeah, that would have been embarrassing. All right, but then like I don't know, you just kind of clicked, like you got our jokes, and you know, and we just kind of rolled, and then you offered me a beer, and it was love at first sight. Well, right, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I think we actually got to BSing about the fact that you were into leather working, and I've you know I've dabbled a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. Right. I know what the tools are. That's that's as far as I've gone, you know. Yeah. Um, and I do woodworking. Right. So then we're over there swapping info so we can get, you know, leather-made stuff, and you're getting pens and, yep. you know, it worked out good. Yeah. So that guy that wasn't Take, part okay. of that story at all. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Okay, so that guy is going to, you're going to invite him? Yeah, yeah. I haven't shot with him in a while, you know. Yeah, that'd be cool. I met a guy at work, His so don't be jealous. His, oh. his name is uh, uh, Tom? Thomas? I don't know, is it? Tom. Oh, man. Man. I'm not so worried anymore. Oh, I sound like <laughs> such a goof. I know his name. I apologize, brother. Anyways, uh, he's kind of new to archery. Okay. Um, he's been a hunter before. He hasn't been successful with a bow yet. Bows are hard, man. Yeah, and uh, so we've been talking about you know different things, and I I put him onto the YouTube channel and the podcast and whatnot. He's and he's already checked it out. 
and uh, which we're at 169 for subscribers. Woo! Woo! So get your butt over there and subscribe, people. Okay. Um, <laughs> New content coming. Right. So uh, I've been talking with him, and maybe we can get him out there to participate. And my friend from school, high school, wow, Andrea. It back there. Yeah, she hit me up on uh, Instant Messenger on Facebook and was like, hey, I've uh, been seeing your posts on Facebook. Uh, I know you're into archery. My husband, who is a prolific modern firearms hunter, okay, has just recently switched to archery and bought what we understand to be a good deal. You know, could you maybe hook up with him and, and check out his setup and, you know, give us some pointers? Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, I'm down. Whatever. I'll help whoever, whenever. So, yeah. Um, Have you done that yet? No. So that was on Friday. Oh, okay. So hopefully I can meet up with him maybe sometime this week or the week following or whatever. But, you know, we'll see what happens there as far as uh, bringing people over to the, the dark side of archery. Well, you know, that'd be rather fun, actually, if you could bring him out, talk him into doing a 3D. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's an avid hunter. Right. Oh, I'm going to be super pressed for time uh, next no, weekend, not. probably. Yeah. No. We're yep. shooting Iron Amos. It's been on the calendar for a year. You cannot be busy that day. Because then you get rushed. I'm working OT next weekend. I, I don't give a, a good golly Miss Roger. Miss Roger? <laughs> <laughs> don't care. Good golly Miss Molly. What you're doing. I'm going to be there. Uh-huh. I'm going to be there early. Ugh. And I, I'm bringing my daughter, and we're going to shoot Iron Amos together. But, uh, yeah. What time you got to be out there? That's the question. I start work at 1.30. Oh. It's only 20 targets, right? No, no, no. It's no, not 20 it's targets. 30 targets. 30 to 35. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, I got to get there, like, first you light, shoot. So. Yeah, well, it is what it is, right? I mean. Yeah. Yeah, so you're going to get there. So we're not shooting together. We're not shooting together. So it's a good thing you're bringing Tate with you. I guess so. Yep. What? Why are we not shooting together? I know. It's the Dude, Rugged Arts look, no. filming for look, Rugged Arts I got at it. the shoot. You know. tell I sh- them you can't work. I, I wish I could. Now, cross your fingers. <coughs> Listen. Pray. I got COVID. I can't Maybe come into work pray. today. That has passed my mind, but I, yeah, I, I don't do stuff like that. Yeah, but no, anyways, yourself there. Uh, there is a possibility that I won't have to work. There is a possibility because I'm second on the list for the weekend. So as long as they don't have like a certain number of planes over uh, what it would quantify to have a second person there, as long as we stay under that threshold, mm-hmm. then. So when will you know? I will know probably Wednesday. Okay. That's better than Friday night. So, all right. No, no, I'll know before Friday night. Cool. Well, it is what it is, man. I mean, you got to work, especially in these days and times. Right. I'm pretty sure I'll know before Friday. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. So, that's where you can find us at Tacoma Sportsman's Club. Next weekend. Next weekend. That's right. And then after, uh, well, we won't be able to do our regular, like, Set up. Yeah, we can do our podcast after we shoot on Sunday. Not if I have to work. Well, don't have to work. <laughs> I'll see That's what I can. Solved. I'll see what I can do, but I'm not making any promises. There are some other options. I'll hit some people up and see what I can make happen. We'll figure something out. 
We'll figure something out. Maybe our out. podcast will just be us walking through the shoot and talking about the shoot. Who knows? It's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. If you show up early. Mm-hmm. It, because How early are you talking early? Like when they say doors are open. Well, that's really early. I know, right? <laughs> I'm telling you because they want to pull targets by 11 like last time. Oh, get me started. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> or, no, I think it was one. But yeah. nevertheless. Scorecards weren't due till two. I'm so. going to start stop cracking jokes about Three that. Three or whatever it was. I need to stop giving them a hard time. But anyways, all right. So we have a game plan. We know what's going on. We know what's taking place and what we're doing next weekend and kind of what we got coming in the future. So uh, tune in next week where we will wrap up our review of what's new-ish. <laughs> and now that we're six months into the year, right? Yeah, right. Uh, almost six months into the year. What's new-ish to 2021 for Bose, right? Yeah. Okay, great. I mean, we could do mops, but bows seem to fit the category a little better. Yeah. Well, so we'll do that, <laughs> or we'll do the podcast of what yeah, it is yeah, to yeah. shoot the event. Either yeah. way, there will be something for you guys to listen to. So, check back with us in a week. I'm out. Bye. I'm out. Peace. And there you have it, folks. Another episode concludes. For more cool entertainment, subscribe to our YouTube channel or follow us on Instagram. Be sure to give us a like and a share. If you're looking to contact us directly, we can always be reached by email, theruggedarts at yahoo.com. Be sure to tune in next week. But for now, this is Dustin and Dave. And remember, hunt hard, hunt smart, and be safe.